All right, so Para is going to be reading the gospel passage for us. So again, feel free to read along. All righty. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, the temptation of Jesus. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took, to, took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Farah. So based off of that passage, um, little background. Right before Jesus was actually in the desert fasting and praying, um, he was just baptized by John the Baptist. Um, and at that baptism, right, at his baptism, um, God the Father, he, he said aloud, Behold, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. So this happened like 40 days. The temptation happened like 40 days um, into the into the desert already. And um, the devil, he he decided to tempt Jesus during the time when he would be most vulnerable, a.k.a. the last day of the 40 days when Jesus is probably exhausted. He's famished. He's thirsty. Um, he's probably mentally, physically, emotionally, just everything. His whole entire well-being is probably so low, um, except maybe his spiritual. And so when the devil attempts him, um, you're going to see, we're going to break it down. You're going to see the way that Jesus responds and what that means for us as Catholics. So the first temptation, um, Daniel's going to break it down for us. Yeah. So physical temptation. Um, <clears throat> do what feels right. If you're the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Uh, Jesus said, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, by but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Christ is, you know, saying, I, I would basically only obey my father, not you or man. Um, and then going, Christ somehow, you know, because he's God, he managed to live for 40 days with no water and no food. Um, and there's plenty of times where Jesus was starving uh, and he could have easily fallen into temptation. And Satan was right then and there ready at his weakest to be like, here, Lord, you know, fall into temptation. Um, and, and Christ always resisted, always said no, and he chose his father's will over his own. 
Um, and Christ was committed to that fast. Uh, and Satan always tried to appeal to his flesh by pushing him to do what feels right. And I think um, that's how much, that's how it's a reflection of what we're going through in society nowadays. Uh, it's all about doing what feels good and uh, either not even taking into equation the repercussions or just ignoring them. And it's like, that's okay, it's not that big of a deal. And then realizing later down the road that it was a big deal. Um, and so Satan's always deceiving, he's always lying, he's always um, twisting the, the, the truth. And, and so that's what he's trying to do to Christ here in a physical way. Um, so yeah, when it comes to physical temptation, uh, I would, number one carnal sin, I would think is lust, right? Uh, acting on our thoughts, acting on our emotions. Uh, so another way which we can correlate physical temptations through what we're going through right now with Lent. Um, you know, you might've given up cookies and like, you can see the cookies in your, your kitchen. Like, man, should I, I really just want one more. Like it won't be that big of a deal. But you know, you've made that commitment to Christ. Uh, what's the point of your word means nothing if you're not actually acting on what you're saying. Um, so really being faithful to your promise to Christ. Um, let's see. I can definitely relate to this one because I'm always trying to convince myself or uh, trying to tell myself, like, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, and, it, and then I always regret it. I'm like, why did I give in? Like, it wasn't worth it. Uh, whether it's a physical temptation uh, you know, in our world now, it's with like pornography and masturbating. Um, and other, I'm trying to think of other physical temptations. Uh, for me, I don't know how physical this is. I don't know. Just like I could get a food that I'm not supposed to eat, or, you know, on Wednesdays and Fridays, we're not supposed to eat meat. But I'm like, man, there's a nice steak right there, or like Burger King. Never, that sounds trash. In and Out sounds amazing, right? Or Chick-fil-A sounds amazing. And I'm like, no, I, I, I can't. Like, you know, I, just reminding myself, like, how much do I love the Lord? And how committed am I to him? Because I know he loves me. I know he's committed to me. I've got to exemplify that same love and commitment back to him. Um, and it's not like this is for the rest of my life. This is just simply for the season of life, these 40 days, imitating Christ, walking with Christ, walking as he did in the desert. Um, and, and Christ shows us it's possible because we have to remember Christ is 100% God, but also 100% man. He had the same temptation, same, same temptations of the flesh as we did, but he kept choosing his father as we had the same opportunity to choose our father. Um, so that's it for emotion. Or You know for, what? I was going to comment. I noticed something that you and Karen said, and it like just came upon me is, mm -hmm. The devil came after 40 days, right? Um, like on the last scene, you're tired. And I realized like for me, for example, this Lent, um, I gave up desserts. I think that's one of the first Lents I did that because I'm always like, I need to do something crazy. I need to do something like hardcore. But to me, this is actually hardcore because after work, I get so tired. I'm so exhausted that I always feel like I need to treat myself to some sort of dessert. And I think that's when it's easiest to fall. You're tired. You yeah. just want pleasure. You just want something that brings you joy. Yeah. Um, and so that's when it happens. And I think that's what they say too, in terms of like um, going on dates and whatnot, like don't be hanging out late because it's end of the night. It's dark. You're tired, easier to fall into temptation. Um, it's just, you guys just saying that I'm like, oh my goodness, like it all makes 
sense now and I never put it together so yeah I mean that's why it's called a physical temptation just because it it appeals to all your senses um, yes <laughs> yeah it's like just from like what both of you are talking about um especially when you're in that state state of being so exhausted and tired and um not just mentally but even physically um it's so easy to fall into instant gratification because you're like okay I deserve that pleasure I deserve that um treat I deserve whatever it is to make me feel not the way that I'm feeling right now where I feel so sluggish and lethargic um and I'm gonna be honest I fell into that a lot <laughs> and it's only been one week mm-hmm. um especially like so I what I was giving up was um I gave up cursing. So I know it's not exactly like what you would consider a physical temptation, but in a way it was for me, like physically, like, you know, sometimes when you say certain words, it feels like you're getting that anger out or that frustration. And I've been so tempted to just do that so often lately um, because I feel like the devil's really been pressing onto like that frustration and that exhaustion that I've been experiencing physically that it's so easy to just be lazy and not think about what I'm saying um so I feel like that's also another example of just um being tempted when you're beat up (laughs) at the end of the day you know um so yeah for sure and I think um well going into it like so we talked about physical temptation and uh for those of you listening we wanted to actually go into the two other types too like emotional temptation um Satan tempts Jesus and says, if you are the son of God, jump off. And then he quotes the scripture. The Mm -hmm. devil, remember, we have to remind ourselves, like, the devil knows the scripture too. And he says, he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And then this is when Jesus replies, the scripture also says, you must not test the Lord your God. Um, On an emotional level, right, we know that God loves us. We know that he tells us that all the time we don't need to test God. We don't need to like, we don't need to do all these things to gain his love. That's why he has unconditional love. That's what we learned through Jesus and his sacrifice for us. Um, and just making this realization about like how so easy it is to get tempted too. So we have the physical aspect, but the emotional one as well. Um, just feeling like we have to, um, or just feeling in a way that, that that's how Satan gets into our mind too um in this emotional aspect wise because we do have emotions to the things we love i have an emotion to dessert <laughs> i will get an emotion to dessert so um it's just knowing that we have to get our emotions in check too and that's what lent's about as well um otherwise it can get out of control otherwise like we can be very lustful we can be very prideful and all of um all of those sins that go in there I wanted to go off of uh, of that because um, as you guys are talking, finally my brain's kicking in. I'm like, um, what's it called? Yeah. So going back to physical, which and how it correlates, you know, mind, body, soul, and spirit, they're all intertwined. Um, just if you're physically tired, it starts affecting you emotionally. You start giving in. Uh, whether we look at it like with alcohol and it starts, you know, it starts breaking down these barriers whether you you're more confident or you start doing things that are stupid um and then also body and physical from like being lethargic and being a sloth 
getting a, a lack of exercise or also a lack of sleep. You're not, you're not at your best. And Satan's always ready to attack you when you're not at your best. Uh, and so um, we got to be at our best at all times because there's a spiritual war going all at all times. We got to be, we got to imagine ourselves as soldiers and we got to be in tip top shape at all times to be ready for war or for, to fight in battle. Um, so just allowing ourselves, if, uh, if we know we're not in the best shape, uh, like maybe we're emotionally drained after a long day of work, avoiding the things that are hard to do or are hard to resist when you're in a good state, let alone when you're in a bad state, it's even harder to resist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going back to what you have first said, you know, um, like Satan knows scriptures. It's kind of like the player knows the, the rules just as good as the ref does. Um, I, I think for Kobe, like Kobe really studied the rule book. So he knew where to be, where the ref couldn't see him or he could take advantage of the system. Um, the same way with, with, this, with Satan, it's like he knows the word of God so that he can use it against people. He can make people doubt themselves. Um, and, and so just as he knows this, the word of God, we need to know the word of God too because we need to know the truth and call him out on his BS um, because he always tried to destroy yeah. And in, in no way are we saying that Kobe, we're relating Kobe to Satan. We're just saying like, oh. you know, yeah, just to clarify for our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, but going uh, back really sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> to what Daniel was saying, um, about how like having to be on tip top shape. I know that it's hard for us to be perfect, you know, because we're not we're not God. We're we're humans who fall and are tempted and we sin often. But there's a key difference between um, striving for perfection and striving for faithfulness. Even when we fall, we have to also remain faithful and steadfast the same way that God is always steadfast and faithful with us even when we fall you know I know like for us we tend to be conditional with God we we say oh if you can't do this oh why is this happening to me like oh my love has went down for you you know we tend to do that where God his love doesn't falter at all um so I think when it comes to emotional temptation we also have to be wary of um the temptations to not be faithful to God And that's kind of like testing God, you know, like if we were to follow what Satan said to jump off because um, like his angels will protect us, but we need to remain steadfast and faithful to what God tells us also that we must not test him because we also have to remember that we are beloved just as how um, Jesus, he remembered in that moment that, you know, he, I was just baptized. God just said that I'm beloved. Behold, I'm his beloved son. Why would I test God after he just professed his love for me? Same with us. Why would we test God when he has professed his love for us over and over and over again, even when we don't deserve it? Um, so we have to think about it that way also. We need to remain faithful to him with the gifts that we have, with the opportunities that we have to serve him, to know him more, to love him more, especially during Lent. Um, I know something that I'm trying to work on this Lent is to really catch up more on like spiritual reading and trying to understand him more through the saints and through the people who have loved him the most from what I know and what I've seen. Um, So I think another way to remain faithful to God is also to look to the example of those who have been faithful before us, um, just, like, just as it is with the saints um, who literally died and then like 
with their last breath, they, they still love God. Like, that's how I want to be, you know? <laughs> that's how I want to be. I'm Throughout this Lent, I'm remembering my death. And in a way, we're also doing the same by suffering, by letting go of things that we want, that we desire. Um, even if it may be little things, it still adds up and it, adds, it ends up being kind of like big things to us, just like Janelle with desserts. <laughs> so. Yeah, because I mean, um, like, wow, sorry. This this whole conversation was a blessing, by the way, um, because I, I heard this Bible verse I've many times, right? But that's the beauty of um, being in this relationship with God and in our faith is that we keep getting these different messages. How many times have we gotten messages from God telling us to repent and believe in the gospel? How many times have we heard this, but yet we still fall and we still sin, right? And then that's the beauty of Lent is putting us in the spot of like, hey, don't forget, this is your yearly retreat to, to mm-hmm. pray. Mm-hmm. and to put your mind in alliance with you know god's will um because then we realize how those temptations are so much uh those temptations are hard to avoid when we are ourselves are not like spiritually at our best when we ourselves have not prepared ourselves which is what lent's all about it's like okay you know we've fallen so many times let's let's take like a what do you call it restart and like have a fresh slate and let's try again to remind ourselves how we can get through all of this. Um, For those listening, you know, in the previous episode, there's a reason why it's like prayer, um, fasting and almsgiving. We need the prayer to keep us strong. We need the fasting to help us say no to the small things so we can say no to the big things. And I think we've had an episode about this in the past um, in terms of lust, you know, like you say, you say no to um, a hot shower so that way, when you like have the big decision or something crazy comes up, you're able to say no to that too. Just practicing that discipline. And um, wow, yeah, I'm just, I'm really blessed y'all, first of all. I know we're not ending this. Yeah, I missed this. <laughs> but this is, a, this is a really good reflection um, just, to, just to get ourselves all together. We're young, we're yeah. young Catholics, we're, we're busy and it's easy to, just forget how God has spoken to us through different messages and words and how it goes in one ear and out the other, but mm-hmm. we're called to sit with it and we're called to be at this retreat with him. Yeah. With that being said, uh, going into the third temptation, um, another way to understand it is the control temptation. We talked about physical, emotional. Now let's talk about control. Um I feel like I really want to speak into this because I'm a big control freak. <laughs> I, I like I like things to go the way that I want them to go. You know, I, I don't like things that come up unexpected. Um, sometimes, yeah, they may be gifts, but other times I'm like, really, did this really happen? You know, and regarding the passage that we ju- we've been going over, um, Satan, he told Jesus, I will give it all to you if you kneel down and worship me. Basically, he's telling Jesus to take over the throne right there right then you know saying like you don't have to go through this stupid crucifixion in order to be able to be king of the world and heaven and earth you could do that right now i'll give it to you right now satan's telling him this but then jesus said get out of here satan for the scriptures say you must not you must worship the lord your god and serve him only you know 
I know this could be kind of confusing for some people who read this because they're like, wait, but Jesus is God. But remember, Jesus, he's fully human and he's respecting God the Father. He's respecting that he has to serve his Father. He has to serve God the Father and him alone. Um, Jesus, he, he did come here to earth to establish his kingdom in the world. And when Satan tempted Jesus, Satan um, sort of had this reign over the earth. Like Satan didn't want to let go of control over the earth. Like Satan's been able to wreak havoc and tempt everybody here, all human beings here, even before Jesus came. And yet the Bible said that someday Jesus is going to establish his kingdom. And what Satan was saying is that if you bow down to me, then you could just shortcut your way to God's will without having to go through all the trouble of establishing your kingdom. And I think for us, we like to take shortcuts, you know, we, we like things that, again, instant gratifications, things that arrive so quickly on time as Amazon Prime, or just being able to say, Alexa, what's blah, 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 like, and getting the answer right there. And then um, I'm whispering because Alexa tends to hear me when I don't want her to see she's talking right now. Um, <laughs> like, we like to shortcut things and we don't like to suffer you know, because we're, we're not, we're not called to suffer, but we are called to use our suffering to grow, to use our suffering to allow it to transform us, um, because our suffering isn't in vain. We're, we're able to use it for the glory of God, the same way that Jesus used his praying, his fasting in the desert for 40 days to glorify God, ultimately, you know, on the cross, dying, rising from the dead, ascending into heaven, that whole entire Paschal mystery right there, um, in a way, in our own lives, we kind of experience this kind of Paschal mystery where um, we die, but then we have the chance to rise again. And one day when we're, when we die and we become saints, we're reunited with God in heaven. Um, so the same way that Jesus responded to Satan saying, like, I serve God only, we needed to do the same. It's so easy to want to say, um, I want to follow my will. I want to do things on my own terms. I want to do things um, on what I schedule, on what I say, not what anybody else tells me. God is just around me. He's not the center of me. I'm the center of me. We tend to say that. But there's such a huge difference, y'all, when when you allow God to be the center of your life. It It like takes the whole level from just like, okay, I'm having a good life to like, I'm living my best life. You know, there's just such a huge difference when you just allow God to take control. And um, something I really want to share is that just yesterday, I felt so overwhelmed with um, papers that I had to finish and work that I had and internship that I had to prepare for and preparing for my next field placement for as a social worker and just all of these preparations and doing all of these things. But I felt like God kind of put all of that on hold, even just for like five minutes by like allowing a friend of mine to just text me and say, hey, I'm really going through something right now. And that wasn't in my schedule. You know, it wasn't in my schedule to comfort that friend who's going through something, but we're, we're called to love those around us. We're called to use God's love and be able to spread that. Even when it's in the midst of everything that we're doing in our busyness, God will make it possible for us to still complete everything we need to do while also caring for those around us and doing the things that really matter. And 
praise God, I finished my paper on time. I was like, just talking to that person even for a little bit, um, who's really grieving the death of a loved one, even though it was so unexpected, um, being able to do God's will, even just for a little bit, rather than focusing so much on mine, it made a huge difference. Um, yeah, thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, um, I was just thinking there, there's so much good things, good conversations. Um, I think what control is learning how to die to yourself. I, I love that saying. I, I just think with uh, perfect examples that is Christ, the high priest, and then our, our priest around us wearing, wearing black to remind us of our death, remind us to die to ourselves. Um, I think that's something that I've I mean, all of us struggle with. For me personally, it's like, man, I could get, like, I wanna, I'm doing exes from Lance or whatever. So one of the things is like no sweet drinks. And oh my gosh, man, I, like boba, every day sounds amazing. So I'm just like, man, Lord, I, I, this sucks, you know, giving it up, but just do it 40 days. Just do it 40 days. Do it for the Lord. Um, and I, I think, too, what I love what comes with death and dying to yourself is detachment, uh, learning, reminding yourself nothing here goes to heaven. Everything stays here. The only thing going up is your soul. Amen. Uh, so it's one of those things where the world and, and Satan entices us, invites us to like, hey, get as many assets as you want, uh, whether it's, you know, buy all these, for me, like, oh, yeah, buy all these cool cars and this and that, or, um buy these properties or whatever it may be all these investments like it's cool and all it's good to have you know in this world you know save up money and this and that but like at the end of the day you can't bring money with you you can't bring your car you can't bring your 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 house whatever it may be yep. like everything stays here um and you know what honestly i want it to stay here i don't want to bring that with me <laughs> that work life but um we're not made for this world and to gather and build up our treasures and our home in heaven um and, and then also with dying to yourself, you're learning to be a master over your flesh, over your, your thoughts, over your mind, um, realizing that, yes, a temptation comes, but do I entertain that lustful thought? Do I entertain that thought for sloth and just being lazy? It's having full control over your will. Um, and then going to shortcuts and controls. Shortcut is Satan in the long way. The path that we don't want to do is Christ. <laughs> And then control stems usually from a place of uh, lack of trust, a lack of faith that God is going to give you what you want, you know. And the little little kid version to show you is like a little girl's got her little teddy bear and Christ is talking to her, but Christ's got like a big teddy bear right behind him. But she's like, I don't want to let go of it because I love this teddy bear. But like Christ is like, I got something better for you. And, you know, that's a little kid version showing us like, Christ always has something better in store for us, but we think what we have is best for us, and we don't see the big picture, and Christ sees the big picture. Um, and I wanted to end off one thing with uh, Pope Benedict about temptation. He says, man is never wholly free from temptation, but with patience and true humility, we become, we become stronger than any enemy. Um, I love that because it's true. It's just facts. We're always going to be tempted. It doesn't matter how close or how far away from God we are. Uh, I would say when we're closer to God, we're going to be even more tempted because Satan's like, all right, this person gets it. I want to destroy this person. Um, but 
no matter what, um, you know, it doesn't matter what vocation you go through, what job, what career path, you will always be tempted. It's how you respond. And it's how you handle uh, that adversity of temptation and choosing God's will over your, your will, ultimately. Amen. And so, um, you know, on that note, like just some, some wrap-up notes is what Daniel just said. No one is exempt from temptation. Um, Jesus was tempted and we're tempted too. Um, so we have to keep that in mind that it's it's something that we are going to have to deal with. Uh, but the good thing is, is too, it's not the same as sin. You know, we get tempted um, and it's only a sin if you act on it. But don't feel guilty because you're tempted. Turn away from the temptation and look towards God. Um, three, always, always, always study the word of God. Um, that's what Jesus did every single time. And anytime the temptation came, um, in the form of a lie, guess what? He spoke with God's word, the truth. And that's why it's important for us to spend time in prayer, spend time reading God's word, um, the word of God made flesh so that we know what the truth is and keep ourselves reminded. And if we have to put post-it notes around our room to keep us from being like, keep us in the right track, then why not do it? Um, we need the power of the Holy Spirit in order to resist the devil. Um, we need God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to help us with this. It's not easy, and we're not meant to do this alone. That's why Jesus carries the cross with us. That's why Jesus carried the cross for us, um, for us to be able to do it. And lastly, to all our listeners, too, just in this Lent, just keep trying to pursue the will of God. Um, we're not perfect. I mean, do you hear us talking right now? We're like having all these revelations, and we're trying our best, too, and I think that's what all we can really do is be humble, ask God for help and say, you know what, Lord, I want this to be a good Lent. I want to come back to you. Help me. Every time we fall, there's no use um, beating ourselves up or crying over spilled milk. What we have to do is pick ourselves back up, run to God and say, hey, please take me back in your open arms and help me so that I can be stronger and I can live more for you. Yes. Keep running the race. Don't don't give up and keep in running the race. I know that um, it could be easy to just stay down on the ground. Keep running the race. Keep pursuing the will of God. And again, like by Jesus rejecting all the temptations, even though he was fully God, he's 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 also fully man. And so he essentially taught us how to rid ourselves of the hidden corruption of evil of temptation. Um, so let's follow Jesus' example all throughout this Lent and even beyond. Yeah, uh, our, our good friend who we've had on the on the podcast, uh, Nigo Nigo Roque, um, is part of the Oblates of Virgin Mary. And they're all about. I'm gonna. I might butcher it. No Chepi, I, I believe, but you know, basically, begin again. Um, I think that's such a hopeful uh, phrase and promise of like. If you slip up in your 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 streak, you know you're on day 27 of Lent and you're doing great, and you slip up, don't beat yourself up. That's what Satan wants. He wants you to just dwell on your your sadness. But trust in the Lord. Be trust in His faithfulness that you'll get through it. Um, and you know we're gonna slip up. Um, and if you slip up so much that you you know fall into sin itself, then go to confession as soon as possible. Get back in the good graces of God. Um, I, I just went to confession on Saturday and I'm like, wow, 
this is beautiful. Uh, God, God is just truly beautiful. Um, so if you mess up, don't beat yourself up. If you truly mess up deeply into a sin, get yourself to confession. Begin again. Um, God's mercy reigns forever. And uh, yeah, I don't know whatever else you guys want to add, but I think I think we're good. Um, but yeah, I just really, we're praying for you guys. Know that you're in our prayers, every single one who's listening. Um, this Lent, may this be a Lent that you ask more of God. Uh, you ask for him to really help you, whatever you're struggling with. Um, and don't be afraid to, to reach out to him, reach out to people you love, that you trust in your, your spiritual life. Because uh, you're not alone. We're all on this journey together, 40 days together. So uh, let's wrap it up in prayer. And uh, let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we lift up to you every single soul uh, who is walking on this 40-day journey with you. Allow us to uh, resist temptation. Allow us to avoid any temptations. But if we do encounter temptations, allow us to choose you above all else, to choose your will, to trust in you, to walk with you, and to lean on you. And just thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you for giving us so many opportunities. Um, us as humans, we make many mistakes, but you're so merciful and forgiving. Uh, allow us to just walk this journey each and every day, trusting you. And so that eventually when it comes to your crucifixion, you destroy sin and death. And we can rejoice in you on, on Easter Sunday. But until then, may we fight the good fight. And just offer up everything for you, glorify you, love you more each and every day of this journey. As we say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And uh, as we go through the spiritual warfare, let us... Uh, as for St. Michael to protect us, we say, St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. We are protection against the wickedness and the devil. May God rebuke him when he humbly prays, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Souls, by the power of God, cast forth Satan, and the power of the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. And all God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.